What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns podcast, the pre-post-game show edition. Pre-post-game show. The pre-post-game show edition. We get sexy sacks tonight. That's all that matters because the Phoenix Suns took down the Indiana Pacers 117 to 110. We thought the fourth quarters were back, but the Suns have figured it out. They're getting a little bit better. They're getting a little bit better. And because of that, we get some sexy sacks tonight. Baby steps, baby steps. But one thing that never needs baby steps is always the sexy sacks. Hit it. Hey. Sounds so beautiful. Don't you uh, love being inside the winner's down. lounge, you guys. It's so much more enjoyable on these parts. That is quite a few in a row. I won't jinx it by putting a number to it. Cinco. But the Suns are looking good, you guys. And Kevin Durant closing out that game only like Kevin Durant can. Yeah, the Slim Valley Reaper showed up for sure tonight. Yeah. I'm glad he did. We needed Especially it. Especially in that second <laughs> half. Yeah. Dude started getting a little cold around the, that arena. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, listen, KD did his thing, and it was just, it looks so effortless. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you for saying that. Man, thank so you for saying that. But can I ask you a question, Saul? Sure. That's did, what we're here did, for. Did he, did, was he ultra aggressive? No, I don't was, think so. Did, did he seem like he was driving the car all night? No. No, right? He just methodically picked them apart when he saw that the other two dudes ain't have it and won the game. That's the blueprint. Like Kevin can get 40 doing that exactly what he did tonight. He doesn't have to be the guy that sets the tempo. And he doesn't have to be the guy that's actually absolutely driving the whole thing. He just sits here, picks his spots and 40 piece for the slim reaper, baby. That's, that's the, the magic. That, yeah. That's crazy. That's the easiest 40 piece I've seen all season. Yeah. yeah. Nine, nine of 13 in the second half, 69%. None of them layups or dunks. Had two threes. The rest were mid. Was because he got all the lamps and dunks over in the, in the first, first half. I know. <laughs> I swear, but he had like eight in a he row. Started the game with one jumper, <laughs> but, but man, and they, then a whole bunch of layups. They needed him because, in that same time frame, Devin went two of twelve. Yeah, he yeah, seventeen percent. Yeah, and as hot as he looked in the first half, he looked just as cold in the second. And Kevin had to carry the load. You know, we saw yeah. a little bit from uh, from Beal there towards the end, but KD was the reason that they won this game in the second half, even though that got closer than than you wanted after being up by uh, by 11 at one point. Katie got it done. Yeah, he did. And, and it's, how great is it to have Brad Beal? Like, that, these are games you lose before Brad Beal. Mm-hmm. These are games you lose. Kevin dominates, Devin's off. Devin's dominating, KD's not really on. There's no third guy that can really take over. Towards the end there, Brad Beal's like, yo, let's get that switch on, buddy. Well, it's about time because I'll tell you what, man. I don't know what the fuck they were doing again, yet alone. At the five-minute mark, they had about three out of the four possessions where they just went iso ball. One of them was a turnover because Bradley Beal was trying to throw it over to get it to KD for no damn reason because it wasn't there. Like, take your guy. You're you're Bradley Beal. Yeah. Like, I get KD's hot, but, like, they were facing him, and 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 the angle you had on the sideline was not good. Yeah, and I was just like, "What are we doing?" And then 
Uh, the next time down, like Devin has the ball and KD and, and Beal are just standing on the right hand side. They don't even fucking take a step anywhere. Yeah. And it's just we just wind the clock down. I'm like, bro, that's the thing that drives me insane. Yeah. If you make it too easy for teams to guard you, they will. And the Pacers were just chilling until like about 10 seconds left yeah. on the shot clock. And then they tried to D up and it was working. They got to do better than that. And I'm I'm getting tired of fourth quarter stall offense iso 101 I, offense like it's just it's got to stop yeah. even if even if KD's hot or or books hot like you still have to have movement to fool the defense into thinking other things yeah. are possible yeah. otherwise they could just they could just focus on you and they don't need to do anything okay. else KD iso ball though <coughs> was 6 of 7 it was I, working I, at I understand, the beginning I understand of the what you're saying you can't mm-hmm. stop the pace and just just focus on one guy but KD was extremely efficient. In Three that of those four two. possessions were not KD at the top of the key. Yeah, KD was on the side, and it was Booker or Beal at the top. So that's why, like, that doesn't work, especially when KD is on fire like he was. That's like, right. you got to get him involved. And the fact that Kevin Young or or Frank Vogel or whoever the hell is in charge of the offense still is not recognizing that for the forty second game in a row, it's got to stop. Yeah, that, but KD that, was awesome, and you got to give him the ball. He had forty. Like, come on. That stretch you're talking about, we were screaming at the TV. Call a timeout. Yeah. Call a timeout. Yeah. Let's get some movement. And they, and inevitably they did. Mm-hmm. And their best play they ran was right off was right time. out of the timeout. Yeah. KD three. Yeah. Right. So when your best offense is out of a timeout, that's that can't be it. So that you know they pulled it out. They got it done at the end. But yeah, that was that was really ugly. Below six minutes. How many of the fourth quarter makes do you think Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant accounted for? All of them. Ten of the eleven. There you go. Who got the other one? Uh, book. Book hit the book hit the the, the mid range jump on. He forced. Yeah. yeah. But I think so. Espo, to your point, there. I think that um, like so. I understand what you're saying about the fourth quarters. Um, at least we're seeing a little bit of progress, right? They're yeah. recognizing what's going on in these fourth quarters. They're closing the gap as far as how much they're losing fourth quarters by. Sure. Did we technically lose la- uh, Friday night and tonight that fourth quarter? Sure. Yeah. But the number has gotten smaller and smaller, and that's yeah. beneficial. Yeah. Um, and they've had a lead going into them as well, which is also beneficial. Yeah. But Espo, to your point about KD and Bradley Beal in that fourth quarter, that, I think, is what stood out the most to me in tonight's game. We talk about this big three. Book carried in the first half. Mm-hmm. KD carried the second half. Bradley Beal showed up when you needed him the most at the end of this game. Yeah, There were chunks of each of uh, this entire game where you could point to each of the big three and say, if we didn't have that, we would have lost this game. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're learning how to play amongst each other now. They're learning how to, when Book goes cold, we're going to turn to this guy when KD is getting doubled or it's just not there for him right now. Brad Beal's got it. Yeah. And that's we're finally seeing that come to fruition right in front of our eyes. Well, like I said, in pregame, that is this team's identity. It's yeah. those three. And however they go, obviously, this team's going to go. And since they've been healthy, they've turned it around. They've looked good. Uh, you know, and and the offense has, has moved its way up slowly into what should be after tonight, a top 10 offense and 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 rating so it's you look at those guys and they were prolific tonight they had 92 of the points the rest of the team had 26 yeah i mean not i mean that's insane what these guys carried and in the fourth like we just said they were the only ones to make a shot yeah i mean we we talked 
pregame, right? Said the bench was going to be the deciding mm-hmm. factor. We won the game, thankfully, but fifty-five to nine, <laughs> fifty-five to nine. Wow! I mean, that's that's crazy to think that you can win a game. I challenge people to go back in the archives and find a game where the bench lost fifty-five to nine, and you still win by almost double digits. You know why? Because you get ninety-two points from the big three. Yeah. That's also ridiculous. We're gonna get a hundred points in a basketball game from these three dudes. And you know, today Kevin was incredible. Like Kevin was Kevin. But you you still, I mean, Brad Beal closed it out. He still got his 25, right? Book still got his 25. And so again, no more style points. It's about just getting the shit done. If they're picking different times to do it, let them do it. I loved it. And then also a game with Nurk was like non-existent, fouled out. Like, he, he he did some work, but it wasn't his best game. Yeah. And so no bench plus Nurk, and you still win? Yeah. Oof. Well, and I love I love that Bradley Beal was <clears throat> all uh, in, inside in, in the fourth. It was it was all around the basket. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Where Katie's hitting the jumpers, hitting the threes. Beal's doing the work down low. Like, you start to see how this can all work as a big three and how they all can have kind of different specialties at different times with this group. But... The other thing with freaking Kevin Durant tonight, the three blocks, play fantastic Ooh, defense, yep. scores 40 without going to the free throw line. Yeah, no time. free throws. Can we just say, like, it's he wild. Got wild. Regardless yeah. of how many points he finished with, it's wild that Katie didn't go to the free throw line at all. And no, it's crazy. Game. It's really blasphemy. It is. It really is. I challenge people to check that. When's the last time Kevin Durant played a professional basketball game? We didn't have he he didn't have a free throw. I mean that's crazy. He and Bradley Beal went to the free throw line a total of three times. That's wild. Especially especially considering those two guys are are probably the best on the team at drawing fouls Mm -hmm. at the rim because they attack so hard. And I got a number for y'all when we get to that segment that's going to make this argument look even crazy. We'll get into that. We'll come back to this one though. Um, But. Listen, I think it goes without surprise here that tonight's big, bright, shiny star, Kevin Durant, is the one. Look at that guy. KD finished with 40 points, 9 rebounds, 18 of 25 from the field. Efficient basketball from Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, there were a few times that uh, you kind of lost your breath, though, because he took a couple falls there that you're like... (laughs) Please oh, no. Scared. I mean, to be fair, anytime KD hit the ground, <laughs> yeah. that's true. And Bradley Beal, for yeah. that matter, yeah. both of those guys. Very true. I mean, literally all of them. All of them. So all of them. Book lost so, his shoe one minute. So here you go to your point. Zeus Four says Kevin Durant is the fourteenth fourteenth player in NBA history to score forty plus points without attempting a single free throw. <laughs> there you go. Fourteenth. Wow. That's wild. Almost a hundred years That's of professional crazy. basketball. You, you know it's another thing. That's part of Katie's well, game. They didn't shoot free throws on peach buckets. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe they did. Right. <laughs> there was a free throw line and no three point line. So I don't know. Right. The, you know, <laughs> K, K, a big part of Katie's game has always been the free throw line. Yeah. And typically you'll look at KD and it's not it's not out of the ordinary to see 10 free throws in the game for KD. Tonight he took 25 shots. On nights where he's getting to the free throw line, that 25 is more like 18, 19. Yeah. If he gets his free throw, if he just gets to his line like normal, he still gets 40. Yeah, mm-hmm. According to Brittany Price, it's the first time in Suns history that happened. Yeah, that. Wow. I, yeah I'm telling y'all, I, 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 I know what I saw tonight ain't normal. In a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot, a lot of ways. Yeah. And it was his third 40-point game as a son. So we got another uh, big night from KD to follow up a big night from Devin Booker, and you love to see it. Uh, going back to those 
that fourth quarter, though, I do want to give a little bit of love to Suns defense, yeah. especially late yeah. in that yeah. in that fourth quarter, because that's really what finished this off. Yeah. That put that was the what is what's the ism here? The cherry on the top. The cherry on the top. Mm-hmm. Thank you for go. this whole fourth quarter. Is they started to turn things around offensively. They figured it out, but then defensively, they locked in. They got a a couple big steals at the end of this game. Book got one of them yeah. that really closed this out and sealed the deal. And like, that I think is worth yeah. at least giving a little love to. There's about a three minute stretch there where neither team could <laughs> yeah. score. Yeah. Um, but the Suns, what I did like about it was, you know, I think it was Miles Turner got the ball down on the block and you just knew like, hey, you got to send help. You got to send help. Yeah. And they went, oh, I'm sorry. It was Siakam. It was Siakam down low on the block. Yes. Was guarding yes. Him. yes. And, then, uh, and then they uh, Grayson Somebody, came over Grayson. to help. And then forced them into a bad shot, which I thought was terrific. Like they they adjusted on the fly, which I really liked. Um, Grayson continues to show that he's a solid defensive player. Um, you know, it, Grace, Grayson is not the greatest one on one defensive player, but he's his intangibles yes. are next level. Yes. And that's what keeps him in the game. That's what keeps him playing at a high level. He does these small little things that help. If he gets beat, he already knows okay, if I get beat and I got help, I yeah. need to go over here go to the in. corner yeah. just in case they try to pass it out or, you know, small little things that he's reading. I, I just love that about Grayson. Um, overall, I was happy with the Suns defense. I mean, you got to give the Pacers credit, man. They 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 hit they've, shot. Yeah, yeah. they've never seen a bad shot. They've never seen a shot yeah. they didn't like. I, I'm and they a- just kept chucking and chucking and chucking and. They didn't stop, but the Suns weathered the storm and got through it. They had some terrible rotations early in this. Early, game. Early, yeah. early. You know, even even into the third quarter, but in that fourth, especially second half of that fourth, they locked down, held the Pacers to forty four percent, stopped three or four shots around the rim as well. Which early in that game, it was it was free free going in the in the paint yeah. for the uh, for the Pacers, but I, they really locked down. And again, we talk about it in the pregame. KD has really taken on that defensive mentality. We yeah. saw it again uh, late in this game, and the rest of the team followed yeah. suit. So I, I've been I've been seeing this team play better defense, and it's not a mirage. No. They're getting better. They're getting significantly better, which is again why I chose the under tonight. I I completely felt like the Suns were going to put a good defensive effort against a team like this. Don't I'm, lie. In the first half, you were at halftime. You look at that score and you go. No, no I, maybe I made the wrong call. I was I ever nervous about the under. Did you feel I was nervous? <laughs> I, I really never felt nervous. I, I, I mean, mean again, nervous as Saul at the end of the game. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I will. I will say this: they're starting to get that identity on defense as well. A lot of scrappiness. I think to your point, Grayson is is showing that he is a heck of a team defender. Yeah. Like he really gets the principles on defense and he makes up a lot of people's errors. Mm-hmm. And in that first half you're talking about, a lot of the Indiana Pacer movement with Nurt getting stuck was causing confusions on the backside. Yeah. And they would just fly into the lane wide open. So Eddie made a point on a, on a telecast. He was like, you know what? In this particular game, Nurt being out maybe ain't bad. Because this this movement and pace didn't fit them well. They they were a lot better with Eubanks in the game, and a lot of those miscommunications weren't happening. And so they're they're getting it done on the defensive end. And then the last thing I'll say is their offense is some of their defense, man. They apply so much damn pressure on offense that you saw the paces today. They had some shots that I seen them make, but they looked exhausted too. They were like, man, these guys are going punch for punch with us. And so I like what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about the identity. I'm starting to see it come to shape. 
Yeah. We have a couple super chats here to give KD some love. Big Vernon sent us one and they said, 40 piece with no free throws is crazy <laughs> and included the goat emoji on it. Uh, RBG sent us one. Thank you. First super chat ever. Shout out Let's to you. Let's go. Said KD in his bag tonight and shout out to y'all with a, a little devil emoji and a purple and orange mm -hmm. heart. Appreciate Thank you. you. Appreciate you being here. Uh, listen, we want to remind you guys, if you're looking to get a little bit of cash in your pocket, so maybe you could send in a super chat here or there. It's up to you. Or use it however you want. Our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union have the hookup for you. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. And right now, when you open a free checking account online, you're going to get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. There was a point, Saul, with about 45 seconds left that you walked out of our sitting area, out into the lobby. Yeah. You were you were frustrated, obviously, and we'll talk about why in a little while. Awesome. But my, it seems like you're setting me up for failure no, with the chat. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, my first instinct was I need to help my friend out. I need to go back to the beer fridge and get him an ice cold oh, four yeah. peaks because ah. there was some stress going on. And th what better than to take that edge off than a nice cold four peaks. No, our friend, no. our friends over at four peaks have a new beer for a new year. Uh, the bad birdie, juicy golden ale. Uh, I was going to get saw one of those because they are spectacular. Just the right thing to, you know, if you're parched, feeling down, whatever it is, they take care of things for you. Uh, if you want to get your hands on one of them, visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find your favorite beers and events and check out four P at Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Remember, you must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks and drink responsibly. Hey, real quick, yeah. just something in the chat. Uh, a lot of people saying that we're not slandering book enough, we're I guess. We're going to get there. And, and, yeah. Well, it's not even about Why do we got to slander like, anybody? Wait, 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 let me, let me go finish. Ahead, go let ahead. me finish. It's like, okay, book has 50-plus points the other, the other night, and he didn't do the same thing tonight, and he struggled there in the second half. And, yeah, he probably took a, a couple ill-advised shots that he probably shouldn't have, and he should have deferred. But, but in the first half, it wasn't like that, right? So it, it, it's and and this is this is what you're going to get with the big three. Sometimes one guy's going to be off, another guy's going to pick him up, and that's what happened tonight. And we could sit here. I mean, I I guarantee you, nobody in this chat wants us to sit here and just spend 15 minutes just dogging out book. But for what? He still had 26 points. He still was a good player. He defensively, I thought he played very well. Like, just chill, guys. We won the game. What are we What are we mad about? Even when KD has a bad game. We don't go off the rails for 15 minutes on KD or Bradley Beal. Like it's just chill, guys. Can't get the two shot here. Uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give something to the chat. Devin Booker was cheeks in the second half. All right, <laughs> he was two of 12, 17 percent. We get it. He was terrible in the second half, but in the first half, they're not in the game without him in that half. I, it happens, but he looked terrible in the second half. If that makes you feel better, it's the honest truth. Two of 12 is crap, okay? Mm -hmm. And that is the mm -hmm. honest truth. Kevin Durant carried him in the second half. Well, Devin Booker disappeared in the second half uh, after he scored 52 the last Yeah, game. and you know what? The part that's crazy about this is that we're now we're, what are we doing? Are we just looking at, 
box score points. And I mean, this, this basketball is a complete game, man. Like the other night, KD had 26, but he did a whole bunch of good things. Defensively. Right? He was awesome. and, and we mentioned it. Book didn't shoot great tonight. He almost had a triple double. <laughs> he had, I mean, duh, he had eight assists, six rebounds, two steals. I mean, so 26 points, eight assists, six rebounds, two steals. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. What are y'all? What are we doing here? I, this ain't a competition, it, guys. I'm getting. It's kind of getting ridiculous. Where we're trying to pin got pin teammates that are trying to win a championship together. Like, what are we doing, man? That's not basketball, yo. Eric, like, Eric, I think it's time. I think. Do you do you have do you have him? It was a Buscemi for Booker. It was a Buscemi for the Suns. It wasn't pretty. It got the job done. All right, mark another Buscemi on the board. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I, he I sucked in the second half. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand. He sucked in the second half, and that's okay because that's why you bring in KD. That's why you bring in Beal because he can have a bad half and they can still win a game that was close. Exactly. That's that's the whole purpose, and that's what I my biggest takeaway from the game was. Book carried the first half. KD carried the second half. Bradley Beal showed up at the end when you needed him the most. They're a big three for a reason. We brought all three of them to the same squad for a reason to do this very thing. And they're starting to click and they're starting to put this together on a consistent basis. And it's fun. Yeah, because Katie looks around and goes, well, I can't do it by myself. Uh, It's happened before where I can't. And I want to be around guys that can help me when I'm having a bad time. And I can lift them up when they're having a struggle in an half. That's the reality. Tonight was the exact night that I talked about in my little blueprint that I said about Book, Beal, and KD. KD got 40, bro, because he looked around and was like, Book, you ain't got it. Beal, you, okay, now it's my turn. Like, I can't see how that's a bad thing. Like, it, it just blows my mind. But the, the Suns are now on a five-game win streak. And I don't give a damn how y'all chop it up. I don't care how the stands want to go and rank who's better on the basketball team. They play together. They're teammates. And they're on a five-game win streak, creeping up the Western Conference standings, man. Let's be happy about that. No? Oh, uh, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> nope. I'm pissed. I want to go back to up at 500 and, and the play-in talk, please. Yeah. Oh, my you goodness. Know what? I, listen, I get people are upset. People want to say their thing, and people want to say that we we're biased one way or another. I don't care. Like, listen, yeah, we, we love the on. Suns. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the team. And some guys have bad nights. Like Eric Gordon wasn't even existent. He was non-existent tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, we're probably gonna get to him at some point. You know, the bench had nine points. Yeah. That you was what? terrible. Like, it's just a lot of things we could point to negatively. But we do want to start off the show by talking about the win because yeah. they won, and yeah. we should be excited about That's that. That's right. So. And we Sorry, also Lindsay. started the show off talking about Kevin Durant because yeah. he was the big name right now to close out this game. Like, anyway, yeah. y'all, um, let's look at the numbers, okay? Let's take a look at some of these numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Oh, what's in the box? All right, so the Suns get a 117-110 victory. This is going to be an intriguing talk here because from the three-point from the three point line, what's the number we talk about, Espo? 30 to 35. There we go. 35 to 40, right? Yeah. They took 20, five, 25 five. tonight. That's not Phoenix. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> can we, can yeah, we get yeah. that old man no, Reader's no, no. Digest font we on good. Eight, the numbers? 8 for 25, 32%. That's not, not nearly enough no. three-pointers. The uh, Pacers shoot just a little bit more, 14 for 31 for 45%. Here's the, the interesting part. Field goal percentage. The Suns were scorching. 
I mean, they shot almost 60% from the field. 47 for 82 officially, 57%. They hold the Pacers to 43%, 41 for 94. They had 12 fewer shots than the Pacers. Yes, they did. That's yes, they did. Yes, they did. And the Pacers shot six fewer threes than they do on average. Yes, they did. <laughs> that, this is a weird. This is a weird by the numbers. You look at the bench points. We talked about it. Fifty-five to nine. You should get your ass destroyed in a basketball game. Yet you win by seven. And this is the one that's interesting. Points in the paint. No Nurkic tonight, basically, right? Non-existent. Mm-hmm. Suns dominate them in the paint, sixty-four to forty-eight. Somehow, we got all them paint points. And KD got no free throws and Brad Bill got three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that doesn't make sense to me because you get that much traction in the paint. There's no damn way in hell you can tell me that we shouldn't have more free throws. But that's how it played out. KD did shoot a lot of jumpers, but he there's plenty of opportunities in the paint where he was in there and he, he didn't got, get the call. He crawls. got some dunks he, early he in that first of, half. He got a lot of shots at the rim in the yeah. first half. Yeah, a lot. yeah. So, I mean, the Suns dominate points in the paint. That was a surprise because, let me tell you something, that's a long, lanky-ass pacer team. Mm-hmm. They are long, they are athletic, and they can all shoot. So, uh, this is an impressive win. I'm, I'm happy with the way this played out considering all the, uh, the way the game kind of transpired. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, especially three-point shooting, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of a big one tonight. and Huge. And the fact that you, when you also add in the bench points in there, too, the fact that the big three plus Grayson Allen and a couple points from Yusuf Nurkic as well. <laughs> yeah. You got to give love to Grayson Allen there because he contributed 13. Yes. Um, literally carried this entire game. Yeah. Because you weren't getting any other points from anybody else. That's right. Like, our bench... Was rough tonight. You a lost whole nine a, points. You lost a three point battle. Yes. You by significant, right? You lost a three point battle. You got uh killed by the bench. I mean, you're not supposed to win this basketball game, folks. You just not. Unless you got a big three that can put up almost hundred points. Kevin Durant outscored the entire bench by thirty one points himself. <laughs> Think nuts. about that. That's nuts. How man. many guys is that on that bench? And he that's yeah. pathetic. What? Well, you ain't had to go there. Grayson Allen, I'll score. I mean, that's true. I mean, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to reach that high right. to get to that that nine-point threshold, but that's a problem. And it, I know that that's, ooh, I'm breaking news here, but that bench, I said it to you guys during the game, I actually think this bench might be worse than last year's bench hmm. because – Freaking, uh, you know, Eric Gordon pulled off the mask and, oh, my God, it's Landry Shaman. <laughs> like, there, this is just, I don't, all this t- supposed upside never came to fruition with this group. And I, you almost can't even say the Suns have a bench. They got a handful of guys that can come in and basically be seat fillers for the starters for the few minutes that they get a breather, and then they go back and, and sit their ass on a pine. It's super frustrating. Like I know Eric Gordon is the easiest one to kind of point the finger at because he takes the most shots off the bench, and we've seen what he can do offensively. It's just so inconsistent at this point. But also, I mean, listen, you know I love Josh Okoge, but he w- literally refuses to take shots at this point yeah. in time. He is so mentally blocked yeah. that even if he... So he played 15 minutes tonight. He took one shot. Wow. Even if he played 24 minutes, I don't know that you would get a whole lot more from Josh Okoge than maybe three shot attempts a game. Sheesh. Like, you can't have that. You know what I mean? KBD, 12 minutes, zero attempts. Chemezi Matu, only seven minutes, zero attempts. Eubanks, 11 minutes, 
one attempt. Wow. The, the four of us had zero <clears throat> made field goals. The bench had two. Two made field goals in an entire NBA game from your bench. They, they, they're going to have to do something. Yeah. This is... They have to, and they are. That bench is just not not it at all. You know, I, I'm... That's probably my biggest disappointment from the season. It's mm-hmm. not even the injuries. It's just the fact that we definitely thought that the 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 bench was going to be at least marginally better than last year. Yeah. And they're not. They might they might be equal to maybe even less because there's no consistency off the bench. Even Eric Gordon is lack consistency. One game he might give you 20, then the next game he's going to give you two. Well, you know what I mean? Next like, three maybe. It's just it's wild. Yeah. How inept this this bench is. And guys like Shemezi Metu, who I thought was going to be able to find a role consistently and, and get into a good groove, mm-hmm. somehow find a way to be non-existent out there. Yep. And you almost forget that they're out there on the court. And it's just, man, they, they're going to need to find something. I will say this. Um, I, I, I still want to see what the Suns do over the next three weeks. And I'm, I'm very confident they're going to do something. And the reason why I say that is there, there's still a part of me that realizes Grayson and Gordon were both supposed to be off the bench originally, right? I don't know if you can ever move Grayson back to the yeah, bench, no. right? I don't know if yeah. he's playing so well. I don't think you can ever move him back to the bench. But the plan coming in was to have him and Gordon off the bench, which would obviously, if you took Grayson's points and made him bench points, it would kind of make things a little closer. Yeah. The question, but that, but that was the understanding that KBD or OK Okogi would be that that fifth star. That fifth star, and they've exactly. disappeared. They fizzled exactly. out. And so now that's my question. My question is: When you make this deal at the deadline, are you making the deal now to supplement and get that guy, the starter, and then get Grayson back to the bench, or are you are you are you are you surrendering to the fact that okay, Grayson's a starter, and now that guy coming in has to be the bench guy? Okay, but the, I think you take whatever you can get. Of course, with you how do. little yeah. you have to move right yeah. now, you take anything. But what if the, the guy you trade? You know what you're trading? Okay. Is Nasir Little, who isn't even getting yeah. on the court. But what if the guy <laughs> you're trading for is an NBA starter? Is a clear cut NBA starter? I and never came off the bench. It's situational. Is he? Is he an offensive guy? Is he a defensive guy? If it's okay. defense and you're playing a certain team that that you need more defense than Grayson's going to okay. bring you and you okay. need that punch up. I get it. I think you can rotate a little bit. I get it. Uh, based on based on what you need, but I look, I'm not you're not finding that guy that you can just simply supplant Grayson Allen in the starting lineup unless you're trading Grayson Allen as part of that because Nasir Little KBD, Chemezi Metu, some second round picks aren't going to necessarily, aren't going to get you that kind of guy that you're automatically going to go, Grayson, sit your ass on the pine because uh, this guy's that significantly better than you. I mean, listen, I'm never going to say never. I don't know what's going to happen during Mm -hmm. the trade deadline. You know, there's tons of rumors swirling out there and and things that I've heard already. So we'll see what happens. But I, I will say this you would lean definitely more towards keeping Grayson in that starting lineup than you wouldn't. Yes. Especially right now. And if you get somebody that that is, uh, you know, for instance, Grayson's rep coming into this season. And if you get that kind of guy coming in. Yeah, of course, Grayson's not going to go to the bench. He's going to stay right where he That's is because right. he's comfortable. He's found his groove in there. He's playing well with the starters and you move whoever comes into the bench. No problem. But the, the biggest thing right now is you've got to shore up that bench. When we get to the playoffs, you can't go six deep. You can't. These dudes will get tired by the time we get to the fourth quarter. 
you know, Beal comes out for six-minute stretches. Book comes out for six-minute stretches. KB, uh, KD comes out for six-minute stretches. In the playoffs, that tightens up a little bit. Yeah. That goes from a six to a four or, you know, a three to a one. You know what I mean? So you got to find somebody that's going to be able to just hold everything at, afloat while these guys get their rest and can contribute in some way. Right now, you're getting zero production and that's going to kill you down the road. Well, yeah. and even though those numbers tighten up from six to four or three or whatever it may be, they're super valuable and critical yes. minutes. And we may not need 55 points off the bench like the Pacers had tonight, but we sure as heck need more than nine. Yeah. You need right, Eric. Because, can I, yes, oh. we do have a big three. Because I know some people in the chat are like, you don't need a bench when you got a big three like yes, ours. Okay, no, no, no. And while that is a valuable thing to have, a big three who can get you basically close to 100 points in any given night. I mean, they had 91 points combined tonight, 58.5% shooting. But there are going to be times where that kind of ebbs and flows a little bit. And you need to be yeah. able to rely on somebody else off the bench you can't have nine points on a no, regular basis no. and, and we're seeing that on a regular basis I, I will say this i do agree a little bit with some of their points and and what i mean is this you have a big three and are we at a point right now before the deadline are we at a point where it's the big three and everyone else's point are we there yet are we at a point where it's like don't say bench the big three's points, and then what everybody else contributes. So now you're adding Nurk into that. You're adding Grayson into that. No. I, I we're not there yet? I think you're splitting no. hairs. No. We're not there yet. I don't, I don't have the energy to do that. No. I look at the stat sheet, and I, I'm looking at the starting five versus the bench. Like, And when you're looking at another team's bench versus our bench, like what they're giving us versus what we're getting. Like tonight, 55 to 9, however you slice it, is okay. not good in any way, shape, or form. Of course. Form. You got NBA players out here that should be able to contribute at some level, and they're not. And they're getting paid to. Um, also, uh, Zeus for made a good point. He said the Nuggets had a seven man rotation last year and they did just fine, which is true. Yeah. However, comma, the thing we're going to go back to is the chemistry, right? Like uh, Jokic, Gordon, Murray, all those guys have been together for a couple years now. Um, and they've established they established something last year that was that was a good firm rotation that they knew they were always going to have. And that's. That's why you have that. This team does not have that. No, the they Suns have not been together for a couple of years. They haven't been together for even half a season. Uh, well, they, they just now have. So there's a lot of things that go into that. So you need uh, more of a bench to help out. So that way you can overcome things as you go along. Suns don't have seven. They have a five-man rotation right now. And Eric Gordon was supposed to be that guy you could pencil in as the solid sixth, mm -hmm. right? In the last six games, he scored 42 points. He has two fewer or two more points than Kevin Durant had this evening, right? He has mm -hmm. not shot 50% but once this entire month. He has struggled mightily. And if you can't get consistency out of him, you have to find options because the bench is only as good as, as consistent as it can be, right? You need to have a few guys you can count on that, yeah, sure, maybe they're not scoring 15, 20, but you know they're going to get you 8, 9, 10. They're going to do little things defensively that you can count on that. The Suns have nothing they can count on right now on the bench in any way. Mm -hmm. not, not in any way. Yeah, and I think when you go back to Flex, your question about do you lump everybody who's not in the big three together, I don't think that's fair to Nurk and Grayson Allen, to okay. be honest as well, because sure, Nurk is kind of, from a points perspective, these last two games not really given us a whole, whole lot, but you know what you're going to mostly get night in and night out when it comes to Nurk and Grayson Allen. Yeah. Nurk might be dependent on the matchup a little bit more than 
Grayson, but I feel like they're much more consistent than the guys off the bench are. And so, I don't yeah. know. That just feels... No, I, I feel you. It I feels feel you. a little... I don't like it to lump them in Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, tonight it was 55-9, to nine, but we still won the game. What are the numbers if you just took away from the big three? Like, the big three had 92. What did we score? 117? Mm-hmm. Right? So... You got yeah. 17 from Grayson 26. and Nurk. So you got 92 so you got, and tw- so you got, so you got 26. Tw- right, so you got 26. So that's, that's not good. Bad. No, that's not that, good. That group still lost 55-26 to 26 yeah. to, the, yeah, it's not to good. the entire Pacers bench. I get yeah. it. Like, I get it. I mean, something has to change there, and I'm sure with the trade deadline just around the corner, something will change there. Real quick, Cesar said, do the Suns go after Jalen Smith? He looked good. (laughs) I thought he was going to put up 40 in that first half. I mean, he thought about it. He definitely did. He's a little hyped up. A couple super chats here. I know we talked about Eric Gordon and the bench. A couple super chats around that. Uh, Don sent us one. Thank you, Don. They said... Played five versus eight today, four versus nine. If you count EG minutes and Devin Booker going Devin Bricker mode in that second <laughs> half, and we still won. Fire emoji, fire emoji. I think the thing that that everybody's upset about uh, in terms of Booker, and I mean, I'm probably stating the obvious, is the fact that when he missed his third, fourth, fifth one in a row, he didn't adjust. He just kept gunning. And that's that was he a problem. A million a percent, that was a problem. And he was cheeks in that second half, as Espo said. A million percent. Like, it, listen, we've called other people out for 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 doing similar things, you know, turnovers or or just bad defense or whatever. Devin Booker's yeah. no different. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just it's just comedy to me, man. People, they, we calling them out. What else do we got to say? I don't know. We had some guy that was like, you guys never talk about KD and how great he was. Oh I'm like, we just gosh, started the first 10 man. minutes of the show talking well, about Well, the headline is that. We did get I a mean, sorry. I'm, 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 I'm really God. I mean, what do you want us to say? Listen. You want us to say, don't, like, don't, Devin Booker. Don't, don't, don't this is, don't this is exactly this what they want. Big Vernon said to Super bro. Chat, and Big Vernon said, bro, you guys do know that it's just the trolls in the chat trying to stir up this KD and Book comparison BS. Yes. You know it what? Is. If you guys somebody, wa- so, okay, sorry. If, if you guys want more KD talk, get us to 300 likes. There's just like 1200 of you in here. You want more KD talk? We'll kiss his ass even more if you get us to 300 likes. How about that? Make it happen. Let's see. Y'all get the 500 likes and I'll 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 Throw Booker through the ringer. No, Go ahead. No. 500 <laughs> likes. 500 likes. Do it. And, and Booker, I'm putting him through the ringer tonight. Go uh, ahead. That's what y'all want. Come basically on. Basically what Big Vernon is saying is, is like, don't pay attention to the trolls. I know. So let's I move know. on. Uh, Josh, Joshua sent us one as well. They said, the reason we knew this team is all in is when Eric Gordon passed that ball back out to KD with 10 seconds left. <laughs> no reason to get more points. Winning is all that matters. Yeah. Look, yep. Growth for Eric Gordon, too. Yeah. All around, we're I seeing just, growth was, with the hey, Suns Listen, team. I almost had a panic attack when, when the Pacers did not foul Devin Booker in the last 15 seconds. Because, like, bro. Because, though, more than anything, Sure, it was about the game, but more than anything, it was about your bet, wasn't yes, it? I mean, it's always so about the bet. we have some great news, you guys. I won tonight, Saul won tonight, Flex won tonight, and Aspa lost Hold tonight. On. Hold on. Oh, great news, everybody. <laughs> Hold on. You lost? I thought yeah, you won. I lost. No, but one of these things is not like the other. One Lindsay of them is won not like, like the other. 12 cents. I these, won these like two guys hit big. $6. Oh. But Saul and Flex, oh. so Saul's bet tonight was a. Plus 1,050 odds. Mm-hmm. Flex's bet tonight was plus 850. 
So the leaderboard is looking a little bit nicer. Flex is only down $33.27. Let's go. Which was like what? Wait, it was what? Minus 120? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I I carved up $100 basically on that. And then I'm carving it in tomorrow. Tomorrow being a black. Okay. I'm I'm telling y'all. Prediction. And tomorrow I'll be back. Like Charles Barkley. (laughs) I'm being a black tomorrow. And tomorrow I'll be back in the lead. So. <laughs> Whatever. Well, as of right now, Saul what has else? taken the lead. Why he has $146. Saul's... Look different. Espo, you got $68.50. And I have $29.50. Okay. A win is a win is a win. You know, yeah. what's, you know what's so gratifying? And I don't even care if I win anymore. I just said at the beginning Bullshit. of the season when I was down by like 150, <laughs> yeah. I said, these things take time. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's a long season. And yeah. sure enough, yeah, the cream has risen. Well, to you the coached top. me well. Hey, at, you at I'm this, watching your your mark. You know, I'm watching what you did. At this rate, Lindsay will be at 150 dollars by the end of the season. Hey-o, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at this point, as long as I don't come in last, I don't really care. Uh, it's Lindsay, gonna be a win for you me. Ain't singles. Lower <laughs> But if you guys want to get in on the action and hopefully hit a big bet like Saul. And Flex did tonight. Make sure you sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app using the bonus code PHNX. Because listen, when you use this bonus code, you're going to win no matter what. All you have to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $5. And you're going to receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope or text hope 467 New York. Call one 800 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Get stuffed, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you guys know what the fourth quarter slogan for the Suns has been a lot this year? Oh, no, the fourth quarter? You You do you. (laughs) That's right. It also happens to be the slogan (laughs) of our friends over at Healer River Resorts and Casinos. I love them because, like the big three, you can score big out there at Healer River Resorts and Casinos. They are spectacular. Great food, amazing environment, a fantastic BetMGM sports book out there at each of their locations. Highly recommend it uh, to head out there unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement the commercials don't lie it is that fun uh which is ironic to say during a commercial uh so head over to uh, gila river resorts and casinos and let them show you what the next level is all about Saul, what is it you do you at gila river resorts and casinos (laughs) visit playgila.com for more details everybody in the chat killing it thank you so much for all the positivity and all the good vibes also uh, i will address this Yes, I do believe at this point, Bull Bull will help. Yeah. He will help. Yeah, a million percent. Now, do I think he's going to turn the whole bench around? No, but I do think, listen, he was playing good basketball. He was yeah. good playing good basketball until he got hurt. I'm excited to see him come back and, and contribute to this team. Uh, but, hey, I, I'm i a believer. And, you know, that was actually one of the things. So in the pregame show, we had um, some sound from Frank Vogel. He was asked kind of how he would have, evaluate this team after 41 games so far this season and the one thing that he did kind of point out is he feels like they've seen um enough basically from everyone else on their team or they've gotten to have a good look at everyone except for Bobo. yeah and hopefully that they'll get to see that sooner rather than later with him uh hopefully rejoining the team after dealing with that injury which means 
Maybe we'll get to see even more Bulbul when he does come back from injury. Maybe they feel like they can turn things around. I mean, Flex, you told us the other day, Shaq said the only thing holding him back is is himself, basically. Laziness. Shaq called him a... Okay. I'm big a, man alive. Shaq called him a top I mean, four center in the game. Big, game. big man alive. Shaq also said some wild stuff. He yes, does. He, he tried does. to get booked to join Reebok. Like, come on. <laughs> can I, come can, on. Can I also yeah, I get some context to that? Uh, you know, Shaq and Bobo are really close. Yeah, he coached him in AAU. And not only that, Bobo's best friend is Sharif, yeah. and Shaq's son. So, so you're low, saying low, he's biased? Low, That's all right. Yeah, low, low bias. I mean, I imagine something was up when he said uh, Embiid, Jokic, uh, Bobo, Bobo, and Wemby. Yeah, yeah. Big so, man alliance. Wow. Go watch yeah. the the short. I break it all down for you. you I go. mean, listen. I get what you guys are saying, but also, Bobo may not be a Jokic, an Embiid, or a Wemby. But if what Shaq is saying is true, that it's Bulbul that's holding himself back with lack of effort yeah. or laziness or whatever, if that part is true, that's still, if you can if you can find oh, whatever yeah. to flip that switch, that's still a positive. Yeah. I'm not saying Bulbul has to be Jokic, no. but if Bulbul can just reach his own potential yeah. by not being lazy or whatever it may be, that's great for us too. 100%. I agree. So with even you. if it's just that part, that's the truth that that Shaq was saying. Even if it's just that, and the rest is whatever. Another thing is he really that's a center. Still a big deal on no. this team. He ain't playing center. He's, back He's up been backing up KD at the four. And so, I, listen, I love what I've seen from him. I can't wait for him to come back from this strain foot uh, uh, foot issue because he was really starting to impact the game. He's and a, he will help with the bench points. And he's just one of those guys that gets in the game and good stuff starts to happen since he's been playing. So I'm looking forward to it. He's more impactful than Chemezi. Yeah. And and yeah. I think when he comes back, you'll see Chemezi's minutes go mm -hmm. next to nothing and Bull Bull will pick up some of those backup four minutes uh, and, and backup five in a pinch if you have to. But – yeah, I, I think he definitely can add a little a little punch to a, a freaking bench mm -hmm. that hit two shots and scored nine points. Uh, Bobo could do that himself. So. Bobo very well could be one of our better bench players when he comes back. And I'm at least riding the roller coaster. How fun it will oh. be, I have no idea, but I'm getting on. I'm going to ride the roller I coaster. My oh, the tables turn. I told you yes. I bought my ticket. I'm in line. Yes. And I'm evaluating the coaster. And I'm calling my surgeon to see if I can get on. All right. A couple of super chats <laughs> here. I can't get on with so <laughs> You probably can't. Uh, Thunderstand hurting my heart, even though I get it. Uh, said J.O. is about as reliable as O.J. Oh. O.J. had that killer instinct, though. Oh. J.O.'s missing it. Wow. Too soon? Damn. Too soon? Wow. He's still looking <laughs> for it on the golf course. <laughs> Damn. That's just me. Oh, my goodness. Um, J.O. catching an O.J. straight. <laughs> Adrian sent us one. Adrian said, there was some loser on the internet. That said, we were going to lose to the Kings and the Pelicans. <laughs> Here we are, 5-0 and later. That guy can suck it. Good W. I think that guy was uh, going back and forth with you there, Flash. Yeah, yeah, he sure was. For yeah. a minute. Here's your answer. And then I had my boy, <laughs> had my boy oh my Espo God. come out with the Tony Montana boom, boom, boom. And then I had my man jump shot. You know, my boy Eddie Johnson came and said, yo, Stay your ass on the couch. There you go. You know, so, yeah, it was cool conversation. All right, we'll do some more Super Chats here in just a minute. But here's what Devin Booker had to say on Bradley Beal taking – oh, wait, is that is this on Devin Booker? Oh, yeah, it's Book and Beal. 
Uh, book on Bradley Beal taking over down the stretch and the Suns' big three. Uh, yes, you know, it's the definition of pick your poison. Um, I mean, you know, all of us coming in with the aggressive mindset, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be tough to stop, as you've seen, late game, especially with the spacing out there. Um, you know, I always, always talk about the spacing for us, open up those driving lanes and, you know, just get easy ones at the run. Gravity. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you open up the driving lanes because of that gravity. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, sorry, Lance, go ahead. Well, and Saul, to your point, too, that that one play down the stretch where Beal tried to force it to KD, and that was the exact same thing you were talking about. Like, it's not there, but you're Bradley Beal. That's what you do. And you're elite at it, so do that thing. I'd very much like to see Bradley Beal do that thing a lot more. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) He's getting more comfortable. 100%. And that's part of the not being with the team that long. He's, He's starting to realize, okay, I can do this. I can take over. I can be the man. And he's getting more comfortable in that role. It takes time. And what's going to be tough because he was the only guy yeah. in in the situation in Washington and having to adjust so much to being the third guy yeah. in in this has got to be a strange way to go about it, especially with the injuries that you that you experience. So it doesn't surprise me. He's starting to come into that form. I, I, we were yeah. quick. Splash Buckets uh, in the chat said, Beal only took over because uh, Buddy Heald is a cone. Well, yes. That's yeah. exactly what the NBA teams do. They switch over. They, you saw that the Grayson was getting guarded by Buddy Heald, and and Beal was getting guarded by Siakam, and they ran the pick and switched. And then Pigeon. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. How dare they take advantage of the bad defensive player on the floor. And if y'all go back and watch the tape of that play Saul's talking about. It wasn't just one time. They no. tried it, and then they, and they were able to recover. They tried it again, they recovered, and they tried it again, and they got it. <laughs> so it was three times in one possession. They're like, no, no, buddy. We ain't going to get you, buddy. We're going to keep going. And so, yeah, it was it was cool to see Brad do that. You can that. run, but you can't hide. That's right. And <laughs> last thing I will say about the Brad Beal thing is, <clears throat> I know something about this. <clears throat> sorry, 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 sorry. I know something about oh, this. Apologize to the people that are listening to it. <laughs> sorry, in their guys. Sorry, We're good. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I can I can honestly say I know what Brad Beal is going through because I lived it. I lived it. You know, sitting by you guys every night. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? When I got here, I'm like, damn, that's Lindsey Smith. Bro, I'm just glad so, that you didn't say like that's my boy. I remember back in high school when I was like struck. I was like, no, oh, come on, man. I'm not say. saying that. But you when know, are you gonna figure it out then? I got man. the. <laughs> I'm halfway through the year, you know, so I know what that's like being right in smack of three back injury, just like Brad. Yeah, you are the Bradley. You. I know what he's show. going through. Just trust me. Listen to Flexi, baby. I got you. Uh, Brad's gonna be out. I feel like after that OJ joke, I'm the Devin Booker of the second half. <laughs> yeah, I'll take so you should take another stab at it. Oh, oh hey. no. <laughs> oh, All man, right. Since we're already talking about that fourth quarter a little bit, let's go back to some super chats here. D Nice sent us one. Thank you. They said when you have three elite scores, ISO ball is a detriment because it makes it much easier for the opponent to defend you. Sons, keep moving that ball. Please, yeah, please. please. Even even if it's not the ball. I just want to see movement from the other guys yeah. to to create a little distraction or create. Um, mm. You got to make the defense think a little bit more than what they're currently doing. Standing there with your guy in the corner, 
It's pretty easy. Yeah. Anybody yeah. could do it. That's right. You know what I mean? But once you start moving around the screens or running the baseline, coming up to the top, moving around, then you gotta think and you gotta, you know, you gotta concentrate on your defensive rotation. That's so right. You, you gotta put pressure on the defense on more than just ball pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good defense. That's one of the worst defenses in basketball. You made it easy on them tonight. Yeah. You literally made it easy. So I'm with Saul. And these are Viking socks. Somebody in the chat say, yeah, they're Viking socks. All right, we got another one. Again, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, and I'm so sorry. Shani Kuzikolol. Shine. Shanae said, I think big picture, our defense is improving and doing better in fourth quarter. We definitely needed all of the big three tonight. Yeah. Correct. Couldn't agree uh, more. It's Quetzalcoatl. Damn, so you nice. Yeah. Shani yeah. Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. Okay. Shane Myers. Yeah. You Thank you for your super chat, and I agree. I think it's slowly but surely improving, um, mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant is a big reason why. Yep. Yeah. Um, Haas sent us one. Thank you, Haas. That said, Beal is the secret weapon to the championship. Booker is the most important player, and KD is the best player. Anyone disagree? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not disagree. doing this. They're yeah, all, not they're all no, equally important. They're all, they're all yeah. equally great. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't, I don't care. Play that game. The head is a snake or who's the, the fucking yeah. tail of the ass. I don't give a fuck. They're all equally important. But I'm I not think doing this, this no, anymore. No, I think this is the best description we've heard of it because it's giving everybody credit for their ability, no. but because they're not all the same. There are different roles that each of these guys have to play. And I think he's right. By saying Book is the most important, you're already pitting him against the other but two. Katie is the best player. It doesn't and, matter. And you're saying the, he's the most no, important. He is the most important. We're even debating it right he, now. He That's is. exactly what they're doing. He is the most important because we've seen if he goes, if he completely disappears or isn't out there, this doesn't work. You know, and, and if Katie isn't the best player, uh, you know, it doesn't work. And if Bradley Beal doesn't do those little things to be the secret weapon in the fourth, it doesn't work. So see, you can I, I you can break saying. it down like that and still be giving value to each guy. I, I don't, you know. I just don't think people see it that way. I'm also just, like, at this point, you can't win no matter what you say. No. Like, you could try and put them all in their buckets. You could try and give them all their equal love yeah. and attention and flowers that they all deserve. And somebody will take something and run with it as if you said Kevin Durant was the worst basketball player to ever exist in the entire mm. world. And I, it's yeah. just, it's not fun. I don't it's, want to play not, this game anymore. It's not fun. Anymore. We never did this shit. I like with Steve all three Nash. of them. Yes, and Amari Stoudemire, yes, Sean. Yes. I don't remember Man, that. Man, you have, you have. I don't a remember very, that. Yes, Mary well, we was sitting there bitching about. Mary was sitting there bitching about not getting enough respect. Nash was getting the awards, and Mari was getting pissed off because he thought he was the best player. And people are debating that all the time. It's sports. This shit happens because it's what sports is about. It's debate stupid things we wouldn't have a job if we didn't debate stupid things and, and what, that's what this is about and what do we say every time we have the argument about who's the goat or who deserves to be in the ring of honor or whatever why can't we just enjoy watching them play basketball why can't we just enjoy what they have given to the game or us as fans why can't we just enjoy having this big three on our doggone team because that's not human nature i'm with you Lindsay. that's not not everybody sits around and goes hey everything should be equal and and all love because people argue about dumb shit it's why the internet is around it's why youtube that we're 
piranhas around. People argue about stupid shit. If you don't want us to, let's just sit here and talk about Azubuke and uh, and Saban <laughs> Lee not playing tonight, and we'll just sit there and we'll discuss that, and nobody will have an argument because who gives a that's, shit? That's 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 the that's the that's alternative. The range. That's the answer. That's the there you we go. We talk about these three, or we talk about the <laughs> end of the bench that didn't even play. There's nothing in the yes. middle. No in between. Well, <laughs> if you look at the stat sheet, there really isn't an in between tonight. <laughs> Listen, I'm fine. If we want to argue about these three when it's all said and done and all of them are retired, fine. Fair game. But while they're here all on our same team playing with the same name across their chest, can we not maybe? Sure. Yeah, can, can we just I'm agree you, to that maybe? I'm sure. with you, Lens. I'd rather talk about the team and how they're doing than who's this, who's that, who's the best with, player. Without Yusuf Nurkic, this other. team's nothing, and I'm going to stand you by know that. What? You know what? Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe that's what we should All do. All right, more Super Chats. Uh, I don't know how to say this one, so I'm just going to say VQK. LR. Uh, it's YLR. Um, I have no idea. So, But thank you for your Super Chat. We do appreciate you. They said, bring back TJ Warren at this point. Shoot, even toss in T-Ross. Ooh, he's retired, but yeah. How, how bad is it? Two of the bench guys from last year aren't even in the league, and we still think that bench might be better than this one. Right Bring John Wall in while you had it. I mean, to be fair, I mean, they, they were better. They just didn't get a lot of playing time. Uh, Brian sent us one. Thank you, Brian. They said, with the big three back now, players that were getting more points and minutes before are just adjusting to their roles, especially Gordon. Fair enough. That's very fair. Fair enough. That's very fair. Enough. Okay, no. That. That's very Eric, fair. Not with Eric Gordon. No, I do think Eric Gordon oh, is adjusting. I Eric do. Gordon's averaging 25 minutes a game still. Yeah. It's not like they dropped him to 10 and were like, go out there and hit a few shots for us after you're playing 30. Like, it's, well, it's, 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 it's just hard. a different... But you have to adjust yeah. when the coach tells you if you take it to the rim more than twice a game, you will never see the court again. That's on Frank Vogel because he should have been saying that when Eric Gordon was in the starting lineup too, all right? Here's another thing I want to point out. We be, we being hard on EG. And I believe me, watch a game with me, 48 minutes. You'll see how much I'm how hard I am on EG. <laughs> you know, but but I am going to say this. I'm going to say this. We ain't on this five-game win streak without EG. I mean, EG hit them two big threes versus Sacramento. Oh. We're on, hit those two okay. threes. Okay. Let me right? look at this. We're on a four. We're, we've won four or five then in that case because EG hasn't done anything else. But uh. when we needed him most, he hit them two big damn threes. So <laughs> I'm going to sit here and I'm going to give him a benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say, yo, EG, if you're going <laughs> to miss the ones that don't matter, but you hit the ones that count, I'm still on your corner. Listen, y'all are going to hate me for this transition, but I'm not going to say it. I'm just oh, going to let you I, remember can I, can I it. Can do the transition? Fine. EG's got to start to eat. He's got to eat. And you can eat too by going to some burrows. That was mine. Yeah. You stole my head. <laughs> I thought mine was no. funny. The review guy oh. sent us a chat and said last year's bench was booty. This year's bench is cheeks. But you know what's not booty or cheeks? Some burrows. Some burrows. Well, they do sell beef cheeks, I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what take it away. No. Listen, some burrows is family owned and operated and was voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. And the best part about them is they can feed a party of any size, whether you want to go in by yourself for lunch, hmm. you and one other person or an entire crowd, or if you're hosting a party, 
They got your back for that too. Uh, let some burrows cater your next meal, big or small. Order online or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. Let me add to that. If you're the sun's bench and you're 10 guys sitting there not doing anything anyways, why not order a party platter from our friends at some burrows? <laughs> or send them to pick it up for you. You'll have it before the game's over. They got margaritas too, you guys. Y'all are, y'all are crazy. Uh, Kev said the ad retransition was cheeks. Yeah, it's probably one of the greatest. Well, That's all right, though. It's okay. But I do appreciate you guys all being in our inner circle. Hi. Hey. So you can join the inner circle by going to Circle K. They have all the great delicious food and drinks. And uh, you get five free drinks. You get 25 cents off your first five Phillips if you join the inner circle today. Uh, and you can do so by joining the inner circle by downloading the Circle K app. Uh, terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Yes. Nice. All right, guys. It's time. In the darkness. Beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, New Welcome into the show, our fifth member, Gerald Borgay from the Footprint Center. Gerald, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Not too shabby. I like that shirt, G Money. Shirt looking sharp. Thank you. Thank you. Get from the fiance. Nice. Gerald, what did they say about the fourth quarter? I know there was um She was like, shut up, Flex. Oh, I'm there sorry. we go. <laughs> what do you I think that you was want more... me to talk about your shirt for <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think Lindsay <laughs> likes your shirt. She moved away from that so fast. <laughs> Gerald, where is it from? What size is it? What's the fabric? How do you wash it? When did you get it? Is that velvet? Did they let <laughs> you in the club what out there with that on? Is that the... <laughs> I don't want to do this. Can we go to the question? Let's yes. go, G. Let's go, Thank G. Go ahead. You. Go ahead, Lindsay. See, I knew exactly what Gerald wanted. <laughs> anyway, Gerald, obviously the fourth quarter, there were some ups and downs. Uh, defense to close it out was huge, though. What did Frank Vogel and the guys say about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously there was that stretch where KD and Book couldn't really buy a bucket. They were getting a lot of mismatches that they wanted, some of the shots that they wanted, but they weren't falling. And then Bradley Beal was able to kind of come to the rescue and attack off the drive. It feels like they went at Buddy Heald on five or six straight possessions. They had Grayson Allen, who was Buddy Heald's man, screened for Beal, and he was able to get downhill, or he was able to find Grayson when they were able to switch there and stay on their man. So the Suns were able to execute down the stretch, which is the biggest thing. Um, you know, Frank Vogel was saying it's new in regards to that lineup that they closed two of the last three games with, that small ball lineup with KD at the five. Um, but they're they're growing. They're continuing to evolve together is what Vogel said. And, uh, you know, he, he kind of smiled when he was asked about the Suns' five-game win streak. He said, well, health is the number one thing, but we are growing together. We are evolving. We're being able to try new things together. Um, and obviously, when you have a guy who goes for 40 without taking a single free throw, that doesn't hurt either. So, Gerald, if I squint and look at that shirt long enough, what animal do I see? <laughs> I'm sorry, G. Yeah. I'm sorry, G. <laughs> I, I genuinely love the shirt. Your fiance's got great taste. Gerald, <laughs> have you been able to talk to Bradley Beal and figure out how he's feeling in terms of his role uh, it feels like at times he's kind of just a he's just a bystander out there. He's not really doing much. And then there's other times, like towards the end of the game, where he realizes, oh, I have the mismatch on healed, and I'm going to go to the bucket. And I feel like he should be a little bit more aggressive than I th I think he is at times. Sometimes you forget he's out there. Uh, have you ever have you talked to him about that? Is there any opportunity to talk to anybody else about that, or have you asked about that? 
we haven't been able to talk to Bradley Beal, honestly. He left the locker room. We got KD and Book at the podium, and he left the locker room. He, he timed it pretty well. Um, he, he's not one that's big on the media based on what we've experienced so far. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to him soon at practice and get to talk. Well, actually, no, because they're going on this big-ass road trip. So it's going to be a couple months before we're able to talk to Bradley Beal about this, unfortunately. We've, we've been working on it. But um, to your point about his aggression, I – I feel like I didn't get that sense tonight. I have gotten that sense over this stretch where they've started to kind of put chemistry together a little bit. I think that's part of the feeling out process. Um, tonight it, it felt that way until you get down the stretch and you look at the stat sheet and like Kevin Durant's, he was 16 of 22 at one point, 17 of 23. Like you probably want that guy to keep shooting. There was a stretch there where Book was cold and it, it felt like he couldn't buy a bucket and maybe that's when – you want to get Brad more involved, but looking at the lineup, he, Brad didn't come back in until I think there was like five minutes left, something like that. So it's one of those things where it's going to be a give and take. I would like to see Brad start to be a little bit more aggressive at the start of the second quarter because it feels like when Book plays the whole first, he comes out, those lineups at the start of second and fourth quarters have kind of struggled at times, and it's usually him and KD out there. So I would like to see Brad be a little bit more aggressive in that formulation because when the three of them are on the court, he's probably always going to be the third guy unless he has that kind of definitive mismatch like you were saying against Heald down the stretch, which the Suns went to. But it was kind of a breath of fresh air having a guy with that downhill mentality. Vogel said he was he's unique in that regard in terms of being able to sense like, okay, we've, we've taken a lot of mid-range jumpers here. We've settled a little bit. I'm going to put my head down and get to the basket, and that's what he did a couple of times there. Gee, I got a question. Uh, first of all, I think Brad is dipping on y'all because he got the wife and kids. KD and them, you know, they playing video <laughs> games all night. So he like, y'all handle this, I'm going home. You know, but uh, I do have a question about my magic number. The number mm. I always like to talk about is that 35 to 40 three-point attempts. Back mm. to 25 tonight. I know KD went spoke with you guys in media a couple of days ago and was stressing that, you know, when we at 25, 26, 27, that's not, that's not where they need to be. But for some reason tonight, they reverted back to that. Any questions to Frank about that? Any questions to KD and book about the volume of threes tonight and why it was so low? Not to Frank, but talking to KD, I think he was pretty comfortable with their offensive flow tonight. They didn't generate a ton of threes, but he did say, you know, the way that they were playing us defensively, it felt like all three of us were able to get to our spots, and that's what we ultimately want. Um, tonight it happened to be a lot more mid-range heavy, um, but in KD's case, he was absolutely phenomenal from that area of the floor. Book was for the first half of the game, so they, they kind of just kept going back to that well. And maybe in, you know, in the fourth quarter, you'd like to see them mix it up a little bit, um, you know, even run some ball screens because there were a couple possessions where it felt like they just gave the ball to Book or KD. The other guys just spaced the floor and they let them go one-on-one. Um, maybe one too many times down the stretch there. It got a little stagnant. But um, I do think they were happy overall with their offensive process against a Pacers team that kind of struggles defensively to keep guys in front of them one-on-one. Gotcha. Obviously, bench points were kind of a big glaring number tonight 55 for the Pacers bench nine for the Suns now we do have a big three and that helps make up a lot of the ground there but Gerald what are your thoughts on just the bench and their inability lately to contribute offensively I mean on the one hand I get it because you look at the raw numbers and it looks pretty glaring and the bench wasn't like great tonight but like they only took eight shots combined for the bench so like 
when you have your big three going for 91 points on what was it like almost 60 percent shooting those guys aren't going to get a ton of shots i think out of the eight bench shots uh eric gordon got six of them and he had a really rough shooting night so that's going to skew the numbers quite a bit um gordon's been in a little bit of a funk but he's a veteran he's going to figure it out he's still shooting i think like 37 or 38 percent from three on the year so you kind of want to stick with him and you want to stick with the guys that you think might be part of the rotation. They're still kind of experimenting a little bit. And I think Yusuf Nurkic's foul trouble didn't help in terms of starter heavy minutes tonight. But, um, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. You don't need those guys to st- score a ton of points. If Eric Gordon has a game where he goes for 10 or 15, then you're really dangerous. But outside of that, nobody else on this bench is really going to have those nights. And, and I think that's okay as long as they defend and the starters are playing heavy minutes and, and scoring the way that they're capable of. Uh, Gerald, you said that uh, Booker and KD were at the podium together, right? I believe the chat wants to know, did Booker turn to KD and thank him for carrying his ass in the second half? Oh, my God. Uh, based this on what they're crazy. saying. Honestly, though, what did what did Book say about his, his second half shooting? Obviously, he struggled in that second half. Yeah, I think he was saying, you know, I'm I'm just trying to make the right play. And a lot of the sh- – a couple of shots it felt like maybe he forced. But other than that, they were attacking mismatches, the same ones he had been ta- attacking in the first quarter and the first half when he went off. Um, and they were able to move the ball around a little bit there down the stretch as soon as they went to that small ball lineup after the timeout when uh, the Pacers had hit a three to go up two. They got some great ball movement out of that that resulted in a Kevin Durant three, and I think Book had the assist on that. So – for him, it's always about making the right play and making the right read in situations. He said, you know, I don't approach it if I'm hot or cold, like trying to score or trying to facilitate based on that. I just kind of look for the right play and go from there while still trying to stay in attack mode. And I think that's where the Suns want him to be because when they've really struggled offensively, it's been when he's kind of been in his head and trying to be, you know, Chris Paul or one of these true point guard type of guys. Okay. Anything else, Gerald? Now, I, I think, look, they're, they've won five straight. They've won 10 of their last 13. Um, and defensively, I think over that stretch, they've climbed to borderline top 10 in the league. They're a top five offense over that stretch. It feels like defensively they're really starting to figure things out. Um, it's still going to take some time, but this was, even without Halliburton, this was a really good offensive team that they were able to hold to eight points, I think, over the last few minutes down the stretch. So, uh, you know, we want to see it against fully healthy opponents, fully healthy top tier offenses and see if they can continue to string momentum. But um, it's it's kind of starting to come together on both ends for this group. Gerald, I like the shirt very much. Yeah, I would I would support uh, that. It's a fantastic shirt. Yeah. It also reaffirms the fact that I'm not colorblind because I can see the number one on there, I think, somewhere. No, <laughs> <laughs> somebody said that in the chat. So I figured out. Him. It's him. <laughs> the one <laughs> i like it g all right gerald we'll see you later thank you peace out everybody make sure to follow gerald on social at gerald borgay and of course read all of his amazing articles covering the suns over at gophnx.com all right we have a couple more super chats here leo sent us one thank you leo they said there's rumors that the pelicans are open to trading herb jones uh, James Jones and Matt Ishbia start calling. I mean, what are we giving up for Herb Jones, guys? Yeah. Four second round picks like, and uh, whatever <laughs> non-scoring bench mm, guy you want. Non-scoring bench since he hasn't played at all. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I love the question. I get it. Like, I would, I would love Herb. Herb's incredible. Um, exactly what this team could use. 
but we just ain't got enough for her. But the problem is, this is the problem with the Bradley Beal trade, mm -hmm. is that you basically traded away nothing for something because yeah. you were going to get rid of Chris Paul anyway. Yeah. So now it has convinced people to think that you can fleece other teams. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of set yourself up for it's failure. True. It's a legit question. I don't think the Suns have enough to get. You can only do it if a guy has a no trade yeah, clause. Yeah, that's really what the biggest kicker Pretty was much. for that one. Yeah. Was yeah. the and no trade clause. Sometimes, you know, yeah. when you hear the moment, you don't think about hey, that. Hey, can we get Zach Levine for Nasir Little for four second round picks and maybe throw in Chibezzi? Would you want him? No, I would I'm want just, him. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picking a name that's available. Which, listen, the tables can first. turn on us at a certain point, too, because Bradley Beal still has a no trade clause. If we ever tried to, to move on from him before the contract's up, you could oh, probably yeah. say what? the Suns probably got fleeced. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it happens. Yeah, you're not getting fleeced for that contract. James Jones, or James Johnson, sorry. <laughs> My head's already there. Uh, Espo, LOL, the juice, go Suns. <laughs> the juice. There you go. Yep. I took a uh, swing and... You got it, man. So. Super chat, it. I got you my got name. I said, it. okay... Well, now I don't remember what I said the first time. It doesn't matter because he said, LOL, you got my name right the first time. And I don't remember how I pronounced it. And I don't remember how I pronounced it either. So I'm just going to go Chinny. Chinny? Yeah. Chinny? Yeah. I think that You makes said sense. it, bro. You said that you actually said it. Yeah, but I said it the first, the first time I said it, I fucked it all up. Oh. And okay. that's what he's saying was right. So. Okay. Well, oh. I think we're going to Chinny. I'm that just going to go good. Tan but Myers. Thank you for another super on. chat. We do appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, CQ. CQ there that. you go. That's a good one. Uh, Don sent us one. Royce O'Neal and Nick Richards, and we have our eight. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I think Nick Richards is a guy that they can they can potentially get. Um. I don't know how you get Royce and Nick. It's, well, it's complicated. Well, didn't they say? Didn't they? It wasn't the report. And I know it's subterfuge season. It's bullshit season out there. But wasn't the report that the Nets wanted? Two first round picks for Royce yeah. O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. How are you getting in on that dance? I know, you yeah. know, four, hey, four seconds. Hey, it's, it's almost the same. Yeah. I thought, yeah. No, no, no. I thought it was two first for a DFS. Was it DFS? Yeah. Oh, okay. Finney Smith. Smith. Yeah, okay. Which is still, which is still, wild. Yeah, yeah. still wild. Yeah. Still wild. Either way, they're overvaluing their talent right now in Brooklyn. That's what so. everyone does, though, at least to start with. Yeah. Rome sent us one. They said, yo, what's up, guys? Katie, 40 piece. How we feeling? Fucking amazing. My dog. boy, Rome. Yeah. My G. It was what super Tell Pops I said it was good, baby. Sith Lord sent us one. They said, 25 more likes for 15 minutes of KD. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, minutes. end the show. Damn. Wrap this shit up. I mean, honestly, we are coming minutes. to a close here. 150. Uh, I do want to remind you guys on Tuesday. No. Yeah. Tuesday? What is today? Today is Sunday? Today's Sunday, yeah. Wednesday. So on Wednesday, when the Suns take on the Mavs, we're hosting our putting party. It's going to be an absolute blast out at Putting World. It is presented by Michelob Ultra, and a ticket to the event gets you unlimited beer and wine. Hell plus yeah. Plus free putting. And we're going to be giving away a lot of really cool things the as well, including Suns tickets. The most important thing is... Is that we're watching the Suns together? Yeah, we're That's gonna have it. the game on there. It's gonna yeah. be a blast, and um, it's a really cool spot up there in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, like I had a really good time when mm -hmm. we went and checked it out. So come hang out with us again, January twenty fourth for our watch party slash putting party. You can get your tickets at gophnx.com. And like I said, unlimited beer and wine plus free putting. Can't go, go wrong yeah. with any of that. 
Cool. Especially when you're mixing in the suns. All right. To close out the show, let's all go round table and say one nice thing about Kevin Durant. Espo, you start. Kevin Durant is a top five player all time in the NBA. And that's it. I mean, that's the truth of the situation. If you, if I gave you a Mount Rushmore, it would be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. Top four of all time, in my wow. opinion. I don't know Mag- what else I could tell you. Magic yeah. would like a word for you. <laughs> I, get, I don't know if I could top that one. Well, you guys try something. You well, don't have to listen. top it. It doesn't have to top it. You could just say something nice. I'm going to say something That's nice. Okay. <laughs> listen, Kevin Durant is by far one of the most elite scorers of all time. But the thing I love the most about Kevin Durant is he is just Kevin Durant, and he doesn't really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even give a shit about this conversation. He could care less about any of the other conversations. If you say something wrong, he's going to come at you, or <laughs> he's just going to ignore you like he's probably going to do the, from, uh, to Woj from now on. So listen, we love KD. I offered KD a year's supply of OGs, actually a lifetime supply yeah. of OGs on behalf of our friends at OGs. So mm-hmm. uh, anytime he wants to smoke weed, I'm down. <laughs> Listen, there are very, I mean, very I few. Love it. I love it. Let's smoke some weed, KD. Let's go, baby. Please Yo, come hang out. Listen, you don't got to go all the way home. You can just come straight to the studio. It's only right up the street. It's, it's all right. Rolled up, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I, want, I want that as a show. Oh you, my God, you dude, mean KD would, get high together? I would do that fucking in a second. Are you of kidding course. me? Of course. Who says no to that? Absolutely uh, nobody in their right mind. That'd it, be a blast. <laughs> um, listen, there are very few people who I will wake up for in the middle of the night. Kevin Durant was one of them. And that's saying a lot, okay? Yeah. When KD got traded to the Suns, I chose to get out of bed because I could have ignored that phone call. I totally could have ignored it and pretended like I was asleep, but I didn't because I was that excited because it's Kevin freaking Durant. Hold on. Can I say one more damn thing? Yes. Please. No, no. About eight months of my life was dedicated to fucking Kevin Durant <laughs> in that summer where Katie was. I mean, I'm not joking, man. I almost got divorced, bro. My <laughs> wife was like, if you say one more damn Kevin Durant thing in this house. So, I mean, if I, I love Kevin Durant. I, there's no way I put that much time and effort into a particular basketball player if I didn't think he was one of the best I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, and go. we are so happy to have Katie, Book, and Bradley Beal on this squad. I've been trying to get EJ to just try an OGs, and he, he swears at some point he will. So that's cool. Uh, could you imagine the first time he did it? He's we not. all did it with, with, with KD. Oh shit. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. Oh shit. It'll never happen, but dreaming is free. Dreaming is free. All right, guys. We got another one tomorrow. It's a quick turnaround. The Suns will take on the Bulls. We'll have a pregame show for you 30 minutes before tip-off. And of course, a post-game show as well. Let's keep it rolling. Enjoy tonight and make sure to meet us right back here tomorrow. And until we see you then. You can give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, whether you're Kevin Durant or Teo Maladon, you're all members of the Suns, and that's all that matters. Let's all gather in a circle, hold hands, and sing Kumbaya. Ahoy hoy.